Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here doing another interview. The thing that's really awesome that just happened a while ago was the X Games. And those of us in the off-road world was Enduro X, as they like to call it now, because it fits in with the whole X Games mantra. Um, we have our uh, bronze medalist, Corey Grafunder, with us tonight. We're going to interview him, talk a little bit, see how things went at X Games, before X Games, after X Games, and what he's doing tonight to kind of chill and relax. Maybe he's doing a little bit of house cleaning. I don't know. Corey, thunder. the thunder. I don't know if you're from down under because I don't think you are. But how is your evening going, kind sir? It was good. Um, just had a nice weekend at the lake, so you know I'm all, all relaxed. You know, little uh, little celebration weekend, I guess. And tonight I'm just hanging out. Awesome. Which uh, I mean, we don't need to give us your exact address, but what lake were you hanging out at? Uh, I went to Havasu, of course. Lake Havasu. Man, I've always wanted to go there. they got all the works races and stuff. Is it worth it? Like a trip from Texas? Oh, I would definitely recommend it. It was one of the coolest lakes I've ever been to in my life. Awesome. Well, I'm going to have to see if I can get my water shoes on and go hang out, maybe check out some chicks in bikinis, have a few beers. I don't know. You know, maybe have a good time. It's going to happen. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely fun. Awesome. Well, then I'm going to check it out. So, X Games happened this past weekend, but I saw that you were called the Thunder, or like Corey Grafunder Thunder. Corey the Thunder Grafunder, where did that come from? Is that a Canadian thing? Yeah, it was it was a nickname I just picked up, you know, kind of Grafunder Thunder, kind of rhymes, I guess. And um, yeah, I got it. I got it way back when I first turned pro, and it, it just stuck, I guess. I like it. I think it should be a butt patch. I think it needs to be more than just a nickname. I could definitely be a butt patch. I've never had one, but if I did, that would definitely be it. Awesome, cool. Well, that's what we're gonna look forward to. All right, so the start ramp at Enduro Cross two years in a row it has reminded me of the start of hell or the start of the hell track track in rad did you have any thoughts of that while you were up there or how intimidating is it let us know um i think more than anything was just the plywood start you know that's a lot different than anything we ever start on usually Enduro Cross is a dirt start so that was probably the biggest thing the the downhill slope thing was a little bit different, I guess, and it was definitely a big G out when he hit the bottom, but it wasn't really that big of a deal. It seemed like this year they kind of changed it up because last year they had everybody going right, kind of taking that hard right to the hard right, and then a hard left over that big, huge log. But this year they just kind of had you guys going straight at it. Was that awesome this year, or was it kind of, you said the G, yeah. so it was kind of crazy? Yeah, it was it was definitely way better. You know, everyone wasn't piling on top of each other. Um, you know, one thing that's a little bit different is usually, you know, halfway down the start straight or whatever, everyone kind of finds their place. If you're up front, maybe a little bit back, and you can check up a little bit. But when you're coming down that plywood downhill, you know, you can't slow down. So brakes do not work. <laughs> yeah, the, everyone was kind of piling into each other a little bit, I guess, but. You know, we did go straight for an, an extra, you know, 30 feet, which gave everyone a little bit more time to kind of sort out and find their place, and and uh, it worked a lot better. Awesome. Okay, so X Games seems like it's quite the experience for anybody that takes place and that is involved in it. How was your experience, and were there any crazy parties? Were there any aftermath, you know, just extracurricular activities that were just off the chain? Like what? How was it? How was your experience? It, it was awesome, you know. Last year, getting hurt right before, I was pretty bummed about the whole event, and you know, I, I went and watched the Enduro Cross, but didn't you know stay around for anything else. But this year, I was all about it. I um, I rode on Tuesday, I think was my last day before, and took the rest of the week off. 
So I went down there and, and watched, you know, Thursday and Friday and, and even Saturday. And it was a blast, you know, having the, the athlete credential gets you in anywhere you want to go. So I could, you know, I didn't, but I could have walked down onto the, you know, skateboard ramps or, you know, wherever, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, they had the athlete lounge where you could go in and, you know, fully catered, anything you wanted, you could get. Yeah, anything you wanted, they had it there. So that was really cool. You know, a lot of the other athletes are there. So you kind of just hang out and, you know, meet a lot of the people from other disciplines and just a really, really cool atmosphere. It seems like it'd be something that just, it, it's off the charts. Like uh, maybe if you're, you know, you, you do that all the time, but being an off-road racer kind of, you know, enduro cross is kind of neat. But when you're at the X Games, it seems like it's just got to be, you know, totally like, oh my gosh, just a whole new level of awesome. It definitely was, you know, and knowing that it was going to be televised in front of, you know, millions of people is, <laughs> yeah. It, you know, the your nerves get going a little bit, I guess, but... I guess I, I compare it to like my first enduro cross I ever raced. I was definitely nervous for that, you know, racing in a stadium in front of people. Now I'm used to that. This was kind of like that all over again, just the <laughs> next level. <laughs> That's so neat. That's, it's really cool to talk to somebody that kind of like I, I've raced at the Guthrie Arena, and that was the same way for me the first time I ever did that enduro cross. It was like, what am I doing in front of all these people with these lights? <laughs> no, it's just in the amateur class, you know. It's like. I'm not supposed to be in the, and it was just very, very odd. But, so, coming off the night, you qualified actually out of the LCQ. So, was that, I mean, I don't think anybody ever goes, cool, I'm going to make it to the LCQ and then make it to the main. You know, I mean, how did you kind of think going into the main, oh my gosh, I qualified out of the LCQ, how do I need to attack this? What are your thoughts going into that main? Well, it factor a lot of things in, you know, the, the way I feel when I'm riding, how the course suits me. If I feel fast on the course, if I'm having problems with any of the sections, um, and then definitely how your hot lap goes are all things that you factor into, you know, your prediction for how you're going to do that night. And I was definitely feeling good. The The one problem was they didn't put water on the course for our practice, <laughs> so the course was going to change, and it definitely changed a lot. So I knew that was coming, and I knew that was going to play into my favor. So, you know, I, I drew a, a bad... A bad heat. I ended up with Mike Brown and, and Taddy, you know, so right. <laughs> the, two, two of the, the definitely top guys. Um, you know, I was close. I was I was right on Brown for a couple laps, but, you know, just didn't have enough to get by him, which is unfortunate, but, you know, it's the way she goes sometimes. Um, they, also, they also did the, the qualifying, you know, order, or I guess the, the means and how they do it a little bit different. Um, they, did, they eliminated the semis, and combined everyone into two LCQs, and then they took two from each one. So, you know, if you're not top two in your heat race, you go directly to the LCQ, kind of like how a Supercross would be. And uh, there's, like, I guess a little more cutthroat, not as quite as many chances to get in. So, I know I, I wasn't too bummed about it. I, I won my LCQ, you know, pretty demandingly. And, yeah. and I felt good at that point. You know, maybe a little extra track time actually helped me out a bit. So... You know, going into the LCQ, I didn't really have that great of a gate pick, which was the only bad thing, but I was definitely really confident. Yeah, and it definitely showed. I think it's interesting that you say we were talking about how the fact that this was probably televised to millions of people, close to it anyway, and you know, you know it's a little bit more cutthroat. I think that that kind of almost makes sense because they're really looking to get you know, those top, you know, guys in the main right off the bat. And maybe with TV time too, they probably have to cut out all that other stuff. 
I think that's the biggest thing as is the TV time. And, you know, and it's extra tough too, because we have a lot of guys that aren't series regulars that show up and, you know, try and get in. There's a bunch of guys from Europe and, you know, local guys that are big names in other disciplines that are there trying to qualify as well. You get invited to the X games, you show up, right? Uh, Definitely. (laughs) You podiumed, you got a bronze medal at the X games. Do you happen to have it on you? Is it near? It's right on the mantle, of course. Right mantle. Awesome. Well, if so, whoever's walking around in the background, you just need to have them dangle it in front of the camera just so we can see it, that you didn't actually give it away. You know, some hot chick, you know, afterwards, you're like, oh, no. But so how did it feel being on the podium at X Games? I mean, take us through that. It, it was amazing. I, I definitely never felt anything like that before. Um, I don't know. I really didn't have any words to explain it at the time when I was there, but... I just kept smiling, and everyone just kept taking pictures. So yeah, like, oh <laughs> it, it was it was awesome. <laughs> I'm going to Disneyland. I just, exactly. I'm going to Super Bowl. Well, that's awesome, dude. Well, congratulations on that. I obviously have way more questions, but it's a big deal, man. The X Games, you get bronze. I mean, that's a big, big deal. I've been doing this for a long time. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Job well done. You have it in your hand. You do. It's right here. Splingtastic. You need to have like a, a big old cup, like you need to attach a clock to that so you can be like Flavor Flav. Uh, I, think that would... I didn't take it off for the whole night after, so. <laughs> I don't think I would either. I'm surprised you aren't still wearing it through the shower at night while you sleep. It was funny because we, we went out and had dinner after the race and it was on the opposite side of the whole venue from where we had parked. So after dinner, we were walking back to the car to drive home and we had to go through, you know, where the credential area was. And I didn't obviously bring my credentials with me. And the guy, you know, was like, hey, credential. And I just pulled the bronze out and was like, does this work? And he's like, ah, go ahead. Yeah, he's like, can I have your autograph as well? Sorry for being a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, well you, before X Games and all this awesomeness, and now that you're gonna be a famous rock star and all this cool stuff, you as well have done a lot of extreme enduros in kind of the, the North America area. You've done Extinction, and then I think as well, you've done some of the big sky cross country. If not, it seemed like you were tagging some pictures and we were gonna be going there. How I, I haven't done that one yet, but okay. I'm going to be going there this year. So Okay, that's what it is. I knew I was talking to somebody that uh, was going to tell me that you were doing it. Brian Elliott's a good friend of mine up north. So that kind right of fighting, doing the extinction, stuff like that, is that anything that would have prepared you for this, or are these just two completely different animals when you prepare for all those different events? Um, They're definitely different. I think being an extreme rider probably helps you when you get started into endurocross but endurocross has evolved into its own thing now and there's really no discipline that you can come from that's going to prepare you for it it's something that you have to you know immerse yourself in and train very specifically for to become good at sitting on the couch drinking a beer is unfortunately not the way to do it because if it was i'd probably be a professional <laughs> yeah you're not going to get to the firewood pit with that right i know oh the firewood pit we actually had a facebook fan who wanted to know about that his name is bobby grinstead wanted to say thanks for the question and he his big thing was he wanted to know how was the fire pit he said it looked absolutely brutal with the big logs coming in obviously super wet because it was right next to the water pit uh, it, it, tell us about the fire pit and how it was to you know quench all of our Facebook fans questions tell us about it. <laughs> it was um, it seemed like it was going to be easy and like I said in practice when it was dry no problem you could get up on it there you know there was a big log right before it and you could kind of get some momentum off of that and just fly right through but when it got wet 
you know, you, you couldn't get that drive coming into it. You kind of went straight up over the log and then straight down into the wood with no forward momentum. And I don't understand how it works, but, you know, sometimes the, the wood they use, the way they cut it, it was just really, really slippery. Hmm. I, I was talking to, you know, Cody after the race, and we were saying maybe maybe one or two times we actually got through with our feet on the pegs. Every other time it was, you know, either, either falling down or, you know, feet off. It, it was definitely the hardest firewood I've ever ridden through. I've, uh, yeah, I've ridden through firewood a couple of times. Luckily, never on fire. So <laughs> uh, I've had some big parties, but none that crazy. Now, talking about crazy, you're from Canada originally, is that correct? Yes. Kamloops area? That's right. All right. So, being that you're from BC and that you've been in the States for a while, living in California, if I believe, how does it feel trying to become an American? Um, I don't know. It's, it, I really, I don't really care that much about where I live. And, you know, people always ask me, well, you know, what city I'd like to live in. I've lived in three or four different places down here in California as well. And, you know, I don't really care. I, I usually just sleep at home and then go and ride my dirt bike. So as long as there's a place to ride close by, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter to me. Perfect. That's not a bad answer. Yeah, there seems like you've lived in a couple of different places in California, and there's like good riders in all of those spots. So you could probably find somebody who's got some kind of land or some kind of property that you can go tear up. Uh, have you ever ridden Whistler? Never have. Never have. You were in camp. Never. It's literally around the corner. We we had our own uh, ski hill close to Kamloops. Uh, it's called Sun Peak, and it was, I guess. Like a mini Whistler, yeah. still still a big hill, you know, had a, its own town at the base of it, and pretty much had everything that you could want that Whistler had. So there you go, Whistler Bowl. I've been before, so no, I've I've been there a couple of times, mountain biking and all that stuff. And a lot of the guys I met on the mountain were from Kamloops, or they had like secret trails, and they were like, if you you know meet in and bro up and stuff, we'll take you to our secret trails. Never got to go, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it would have been cool. I, no, are you a big mountain biker? Do you do that on the side as well, or not really? Um, I used to be pretty big into downhill. Um, kind of got away from it, I guess, and just uh, just into dirt bikes full time. And and now I have a road bike, so uh -oh. that, that's kind of the only bicycling I do now. Spandexing it out. Oh yeah, Troy Lee designs gear and uh, they some, make, some they make spandex. They make uh, the jerseys, so. Oh yeah, that's true. All right, well that's that's okay. You know it happens. I got my lycra. Everybody has a good time in that stuff. It's not the it's not the worst time. Uh, one of the times that I have been to Whistler, I picked up a sticker that said Canadian chicks are hot. Boom. <laughs> and I just wanted to know if there was any truth to that, or if you could tell us maybe how the talent works, either in that neck of the woods or possibly where you're at now in California. You know, it's hard to say. Um, th there's definitely a lot of talent in Canada. But I would have to say that the talent pool in California is a lot bigger. So maybe your percentages are going to be a little bit better here. Yeah, especially in Southern California where there's beaches and they could possibly wear less clothing all year round. That's something that uh, definitely happens in California a little more than in Canada. <laughs> it, you factor that the, the season's a little bit longer, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, they're not running around in parkas and pretending to be snowboarders. Or happy yeah. they're better snowboarders than we are, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> And some, I saw a joke on there. Somebody asked you a question looking around the internet about you. Somebody asked you, uh, what was it? Do Canadians drink beer out of a can? I don't, was there any reference to that? Do Canadians just happen to drink beer out of bottles? What's the deal there? 
Canadians will drink beer out of cans, bottles, funnels with hoses attached to them, dog dishes, you know, two liter bottles cut in half, pretty much anything that beer will fit in, they'll drink it out of. Right. I like it. I like it. Hold it. I definitely need to go back then. This is sounding more and more like I grew up in the wrong country. We should just switch. I'll give you my my documents and I'll take yours. That would be a big help to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those work pieces have got to be just a, a bitch to pay attention to all the time. Oh, yeah. Get kicked out like some people have. Yeah. So, All right, dude. Well, that, I mean, is there anything you'd like to say to us? I mean, obviously, we just like to have fun, goof off, but I know you got people out there to thank and uh, for all the stuff that you've gone through. You just go ahead, man. It's your turn now. Well, I don't know, man. I, this is my first time on. It was, it was definitely a blast. Um, I, I definitely like to come back one day. You know, maybe uh, maybe after another good result. Yeah. But uh, bad results too. I'm not gonna lie. You're a very entertaining young man, and I have a feeling that we could have multiple good conversations. So <laughs> definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I like it. Cool, man. Well, we've got to remember this is Seat Time. The website is seattime.co is where you can find all the shenanigans uh, that we put on. As well, we're on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us there. This episode, oh, this interview will be brought to you on that said internet, and it will be all over our Facebook page and Twitter. Thank you very much for paying attention. Corgrafunder, we have to say, th or Grafunder, say thank you for your time. And remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome, and we'll see you soon, right, buddy? Sounds good, man. Thank All you right. very much, Brian. Thanks, Seat Time. Woo! Take it easy, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Yeah.